0: Welcome, yeah. Welcome to the Embrace the Serpent podcast. I am Elena Rose Davis, and I am a holistic healing artist, master sattva yoga teacher, wellpreneur, writer, and creatrix of this podcast. And today, I wanted to bring up mother wounds and. This topic has been coming to me for some time. I have been working with my own mother wounds for a while and witnessing how they play out in my relationships with women and how much pain. And growth <laughs> comes from acknowledging these deep patterns they're so deeply ingrained in us from childhood from when we are small and we don't realize how much they impact our relationships not only with other women, but also with men, Mm. not only in personal relationships, but also in professional ones. And so this has been really on my heart to talk more to, and especially in this platform so that it could be a conversation and not just a post. And it only makes sense that I would be in Mother Panama. (laughs) (laughs) The land of my mother's ancestry where I would find the woman, the sister that I wanted to have this conversation with because I have been wanting to do this for a while and I haven't known who yet would be the woman that I would share this conversation with until I met this beautiful goddess, hmm. Catherine or Katharina Croston. She is a Panamanian native and a Kundalini serpent sister. She is in pursuit of truth and in a space of transformation as we all are taking sacred pause, to mother her beautiful daughter, Gayam, and to mother herself. And not to mention many other people she mothers with her muffins, her joy, (laughs) her love, her nurturing. This has been my experience of this sister. And I have had so much healing and so much medicine from this friendship. And I am so grateful that she has agreed to share her wisdom and her magic on this podcast. <laughs> welcome, welcome, sister. Thank
1: you, thank you so much. <laughs> hmm, we could just simply cry <laughs> the whole podcast, <laughs> and we just pure flow of emotion. But thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> would
0: you like to would you like to start off by speaking a little bit about where you're at right now and the sacred pause that you're in and how that might relate? to the mother wounds and what we're going to be going into in today's talk? Absolutely. Um,
1: Well, obviously we're all energy (laughs) and energy attracts energy. This topic, mother wounds have been on my parameter for, well, forever. It is for everyone. I believe that it is our connection to our parents, both Uh, it's, It's totally linked to us so deeply. And I guess since I'm a mother now to baby Gaia, I get to see it more so. And how we are this evolution of the lineage and the wounds are opportunities to see ourselves for who we are. So it's like little callings, you know, like little post-its in the corners where We did not remember and we decided that we picked our parents, you know, from the Akashic records. We picked these beings that have the perfect environment, uh, the perfect setting, the perfect personalities to help you grow in love, like see back uh, and heal whatever it is. And it plays on a dramatic way, you know, because that's what this life is about. And this is what I believe, right? And the mother, um, the Shakti, the creative force is so benevolent. And I feel like these times where the mother has played her own drama around what is happening in the world, it's such an opportunity to see even more of that motherhood, you know, like to grow a little bit deeper into how we can receive ourselves better and mother ourselves better uh hold ourselves better Mm. and yeah for me i was telling you before while we were eating the muffins (laughs) (laughs) always eating muffins always eating muffins (laughs) that my connection to the mother which it's totally snake medicine and you know the way the plants and everything i do just interrelates and when I started working with the plants I realized like oh that's why I loved always the kundalini practice because I have this relationship with the snake and she's kind of like my shamanic mother and we be like I believe that we all have this cosmic mother beyond our biological mother that is always holding us you know and and teaching us how to feel and how to like be present with what is And somehow the sacred pause that I'm doing, it's totally related to this because quite opposite. I feel like I was thriving. I had a really good work um, year. Um, I just finished a retreat in Panama. Um, That was beautiful feel with goddesses and Shakti and medicine. And right COVID started, (laughs) but I I had my retreat versus a lot of other people who, you know, who couldn't have their retreats uh, or their (laughs) gatherings. But it's all perfect, right? Mm. But I was lucky that mother just gave me the retreat Mm -hmm. and it was totally a perfect medicine before COVID started. And I was guiding an online course called The Divine Feminine, totally related to this medicine too, of healing mother-wound, mother-related aspects and belief system. And then, so it's not like... I was not doing well, but again, the mother asked me again to to pause and refine my word. Obviously, everybody had so much transformation during COVID. But for me, it came out as the COVID was almost finishing. I, I was actually like, this was the scenario. I was trying to load this IGTV that was epic load load and I don't know what your experience is with IGTV I think you told me that you don't experience that so much but for me it's like I love it but there's like a love and hate relationship and I was like load load and it couldn't load and I saw this inner control freak of like I need to load this and Mm. I saw like this anxiety rise up um, that has always been there, but I just saw it like full on and I saw my pain and I saw my grief and I saw like my desperation for acceptance and for love and for, uh, validation and for recognition. And instead of being like horrorized by it or, grossed, which is usually the case of how we feel around these things, I felt like, wow, I need to hold myself in these places and to understand that this is part of all of us. And that so far our society and our way of living has been just pushed this away so much that you don't sit with it. And you just keep, like, this lifestyle of, like, wake up, produce, produce, produce. And we are not, again, like, present with what is, which is all these flavors available. And we're given the opportunity to nurture, which is what the mother does. Mm. It's, like, holds you and just is with you, you know. Mm. It's, It's that embodiment of compassion as well. Of like to be with what is, you know, versus pushing things away because I don't look like I don't like those corners around myself. So those corners are inviting us all the time to step in and look at them, and that is what what means for me like this sacred pause. I love sharing in these type of platforms. I believe it's really good for me too. It's part of like my purpose to cha- to share my voice and. Stories, you know, like I like to say, I never give advice, I just tell you what works for me, and may that serve, you know, in whatever way. Um, so to pause on something that you know you're good at, Mm. and you know that you also bring medicine, but to pause to refine it, it's really special for me. Uh, and I don't mean to say that everyone needs to do that to feel like you're doing something meaningful. But to lean in mm. to what, into what is uncomfortable with curiosity, uh, and hold like pause to just hold yourself in these places. Uh, it's just the true meaning of like mothering and stepping a little bit deeper in into those places when you're ready. You know. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't know if it makes sense, but you get the feeling of what I'm saying. Yes. It's it's so different because we're all being called to step into that feminine and it doesn't feel comfortable for the mind because the mind likes to be producing and creating environments for like validation of the self. But the self has been so crushed through this experience that I saw myself like, just, this is an opportunity to start all over again and just refine it. So whatever I'm going to keep, it's kind of like a garage sale and whatever I'm going to keep, I'm going to like polish, bring it into the altar of love mm. and, and be in a place of like trusting that I'm not going to miss out. Like, you know, there's obviously this FOMO coming when you stop doing something. like posting yourself on social media because there's this natural fear that we all human has around death, which is the same, the discontinuation of you, that you fear that people is going to forget about you, Mm. that you feel like you're not going to be relevant anymore. So I guess my path is like when I perceive uh, these wounds or, or these fears around any area of my life, the ideal environment would need for me to do a sacred pause. And that could be a minute, an hour, a day, or a season, or f- who knows for how long, but I try to listen to an intuition around beautiful friends that I call codependency, depression, anxiety that are around hmm. my life. And I don't see them an en- as enemies anymore. I see them as friends mm. that whenever they creep in, Maybe I don't do it right away. Maybe it's going to take me like a week to actually, and life keeps giving me the video that doesn't load, and I'm like for three days, like, load, until my anger is, like, alive. Mm. And I get to, like, listen when we listen, and I feel like that's why we are here on this planet, and there's nothing wrong with us. There's really, and, and that is, like, also mother completely type of love versus father father is always fixing and it's also valuable because father is like you can do better Uh but mother is like you are perfect there's nothing that you can do to upset me and i don't care how long it takes you i'm here so mother is calling us to love ourselves as we are in this present moment not when we're gonna be more spiritual not when we're gonna be just like fully awakened she's like i love you just the way you are can you do that for yourself though, you know? And mm. where I haven't done it, it's simply a calling. And that's why we're here too, alive and taking incarnation. If we didn't have anything to love or integrate, we would be in the ethereal consciousness, you know, which eventually I guess will happen, but I'm not in a rush. like. Mm. I feel like life will always take us back to the great mystery. And there's a poem or a poet that says, you know, we keep controlling our lives so much or, or we keep producing our lives so much that we totally like drop out of the great mystery, Mm. you know? And I felt that with myself. I was like producing my life. To the point that I didn't leave space for the great mystery to take place, and that was okay until it wasn't not. you know, it, that was okay until I decided sacred pause again. and I feel like the sacred pause should be of our lives uh, at different times and we should all be able to listen, you know? Yes. But the mother is there and just the way she displays with nature, bringing a tsunami and then, you know, bringing you the most beautiful sunset, <laughs> like it's all happening simultaneously. And at this point, like, I don't know necessarily like to what extent, like my purpose it is to fix anything but to love everything unconditionally and see the beauty, um, in whatever, in whatever is being presented, you know? So that, that cocooning of like going back to the womb space myself and just holding myself. And I can see how this obviously affects my child and affects my relationship with my mom. It's, it just goes beyond, you know, it's kind of like that saying, you know, when you heal yourself, you're healing seven generations back, seven generations futures at all levels you know so yes I think that's kind of like a way to explain it and I can go forever as you know
0: (laughs) and I could listen forever as you know and thank you for the gift of that because I think for me that has been part of what has been so nurturing from you is this recognition of, I want to listen to what you have to say. I have a lot to learn from you. And this really moves us into something I want to talk about with Mother Wounds, is when we recognize that another woman has that quality that we look up to them. When I met you, I saw your beauty. I saw your strength. I saw your family, your mothering, your intelligence. There's so much that I admired about you. And when I meet a woman like you, which I have met others who I have had this kind of admiration for, I have had to, in the recent times as I've grown and learned about mother wounds and what's happening in myself when I meet these women, I've had to stop and pause and look at this woman in her eyes and see myself and remind myself that I am also strong and beautiful and powerful and wonderful too. Because what can happen if we don't stop and pause, which I think is so beautiful how this is flowing from the sacred pause into the mother wounds. The sacred pause, as you said, it can be one minute one minute when we're relating with another being to pause and go within and check in with ourselves. What's happening? Mm. What am I feeling here? And this is when we can start to recognize patterns. And what I've come to realize in myself from meeting women like you and also from being the woman who another woman is admiring What I've come to recognize is this is some deep (laughs) ancestral karma that needs to be unpacked, it needs to be acknowledged, and it needs to be healed. And that is why I wanted to do this podcast. I'm very passionate about this because, of course, there's going to be so many tears. I want to cry when I think about how many relationships with women I've had that have been destroyed. Over jealousy, hmm. and I use that word because it's the word that I know to describe this. But I want to unpack that with you. When we speak of jealousy, we're actually speaking of the fear of hatred. I think. When I hmm. think about, because I have this fear, because I've experienced a lot of what I perceived as jealousy since I was young and especially since as I got older and came more and more into myself and became successful on the material world. And then even then when it shifted into growing um, spiritually, I witnessed as well this this comparison and mm, on both sides, me being jealous and, and the other being jealous of me. And I feel that this all comes from this like deep need for love and this deep fear of being hated and so i really want to speak to that more and i'd love to hear your thoughts and your wisdom
1: Mm. thank you yeah i love the topic of jealousy because as i told you before too because we've shared about this uh it is something also that i perceived that I had from other people towards myself a lot, especially women, if only. <laughs> um, but I failed to perceive it in myself. So it was kind of like the typical shadow work. on. And it's very recent that it has shown up for me. And it's been so beautiful because again, I feel that the path that I'm in is about integration, which is healing, uh, bringing things to love, to light. So, you know, again, when we feel things like jealousy or our rage, our greed, you know, usually those things are so dark or we have been trained to think that they're so dark that we truly just push them away as fast as we can. It's almost like as we step in this room and and you probably had a mess and you just like throw everything <sighs> under the, the mattress, like let her not see this, right? Mm-hmm. Ever. Because it's like the place that is the mm. most unlovable place of me. So how, mm. how can someone see this uh, and love me as I am? So I feel like we all play those games because it's natural that we have these emotions and it's very religious too, because they tell you to not be jealous or I don't know which, which one is the commandment that it says like,
0: right. There's a commandment that's something about jealousy of your neighbor or something. like Yeah.
1: That. I mean, they describe this as a sin, sin and it relates to us, to our imperfection and, it related also in our head of like why we will never be like God-like, mm-hmm. you know? So it is deep, the whole pathway of like loving your fears. It's so, it's, it's still like, kind of like when Ram Das started saying, be here now, people were like, be here now, but it, <laughs> these things can be talked about, but they need to be experienced, uh-huh. Right. So, the whole path of like loving your deepest fears is something that we can talk about forever, but it's really a practice and you being in the fires of it. So, for me, uh, since I've been a mother, I've been super called into a greater path of like a truly initiation into the goddess form. And it's totally the opposite of what you think of like, oh, I'm embodying the goddess uh, or, or the divine. And I only have peace in me. It's like the opposite. <laughs> I it's only like, feel
0: compassion. I only feel compassion. It's I like, only have love and light <laughs> filling me at all times. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's like, give me, give me everything. Uh-huh. Give me your jealousy. Give me your greed. Like, bring it back to the mother. The mother is like, give it to me. I have the energy that I can hold all of it. But it is when we reject anything. So with jealousy, it's, it's one of those shadows uh, that they need to be integrated, not hated even more so. So I've also experienced the same. And when I became a mother, I, I started attracting a lot of more powerful people Consciously, I also was working deeply on, I am a powerful woman. Uh, it is okay to relate myself to powerful people because I was working with my, also my belief system around abundance and what I deserve. And I really stepped into this place of like, and we talked about this too, that how it is to work with people that you perceive like that they're better mm. or that they have like more skills or, you know, that they, that they attract more people that their voice is heard more than yours, that they have something that you don't have because that is the real meaning of jealousy. And and when you say it like that, you feel, I feel that I can allow myself to experience it more than rather jealousy. It's like, I think I was watching like a guy my daughters show honestly and they were talking about jealousy like yeah jealousy is just when you want something that you perceive in someone else that you don't have and I was like whoa that is like a way better way to access my jealousy than just calling it jealousy and yeah of course when you start working with people like that when you start like leaning into the uncomfortable because usually when you're jealous about anything, and you try to cultivate only spiritual like values, which are love and peace, you reject those scenarios. You reject those people. It's like, I rather not hang out with her because she reminds me of this jealousy part. So you reject women and, and people in general, because you're like, I rather not be reminded of that part of me. So again, this is a workshop arena, it's totally leaning with curiosity into into this rather than you know trauma zone just I always say try to pick people that okay you can work with that jealousy it's not something so strong like something that is more relatable and try to like lean in to those places which probably is like you and me right because we're like we remind each other of ourselves a lot and I also have admiration for you in some areas but it's not like something that is so strong that I can call it like, uh, like it drives me crazy so it's good to lean in and to ask yourself like whoa is this admiration can I invite her for tea and and be reminded of what I'm seeing myself and I'm ready to call for you know because that is what the invitation of jealousy is if you want to use it as a medicine uh, it is like a complete canvas of whoa! Can I welcome that? And instead of feeling intimidated, lean in and invite this person and and have this type of conversations, you know. Which again, it has to be like on its perfect place. But to recognize that in you means only that you're liberating it. And we're so afraid of naming our emotions because we feel that we are, yeah. Like, if I name it, I become it. And I'm. if I come clean with what mm. I have, I am kind of like calling myself out and the king is going to come and he's going to like be <laughs> off with her head, you know? Because it's kind of like the We're going to be punished because it's a sin. We're going to be punished. And for many people, they were punished when they were little kids around these type of emotions mm. because they were unlovable. And mm. again, it starts with the mother and the father saying like... Don't show up this emotion because it's completely silly. It is like, like I'm not gonna show you love if you show up like this, etc., um, etc. Et so you know, these are things that have been ingrained from generations, like you say. And again, like a way to step it with it, it's with curiosity. I feel because to punish our parents for it, for me, it's not. It's not the point of the growing. It's actually, for me, it's like allowing the emotion. I have a whole pathway that I like to work with, which is, to put it in a short way, is like recognize the feeling, like you said, take a sacred pause and be with it. Nurture it, you know, like, "Mm," moderate and ask, you know, like, what are you here to offer me? You know, and be with that emotion as long as you need to be, you know. But again, it could be a minute, before you have the important talk with someone that you know that you have this emotion, you know, or it could be actually like a whole, you know, practice around that. And it doesn't have to be one time. Like if you're working, if you would like to bring someone uh, like a sister, you know, that you truly admire, but you have difficulties because every time you see her, she reminds you of what you're not doing well. Just mm. be honest with yourself and mother that, you know, like mother that child and have enough curiosity instead of judgment to ask, like, I know I've been totally punishing you and you can see yourself as a baby or as a girl or the first time, you know, for some people, this is really revealing because they can go back to a memory of their childhood where they can track it. And that is like really helpful because it's kind of like the root yeah. And you can grab that girl, however, you know, she appears and hold her and truly mother her like you would mother a child, you know? Because I can see jealousy in Gaia, and, you know, she's one year and a half, and I don't go like she's so evil and she's like, you know, like so ungrateful. And I just see it now, like, as a natural thing because this world is dualistic and it mm. pains the heart. First of all, to be born in this world and to not understand why you're standing there and I'm here and I feel so much love for you is like the needing of like understand why this separation. And then you start perceiving that you you love life and you wanna have this but you don't have it and it's painful because it's away from you. So I feel like we should, we should all now that life has granted us the opportunity to die completely in so many levels, and- like lean in with curiosity into this child because we're all kind of like year zero innocence of like whoa, there's nothing wrong with me. The mother is like full on plans and color and showing us that we are all meant to bring our own medicine, you know. Mm. When we see flowers, I guess they're, they're not comparing each other. Like, look, like the rose. We don't know. Like
0: this. They could be. They could be. Huh? <laughs> they, they could be. They could be comparing. Yeah, the trees could be having a whole drama in the jungle. We don't drama. know. <laughs> Completely, but probably not. But probably we're not. probably the only species that um, takes it to the level that we do. But even you notice in dogs, because dogs learn so much of the behavior from humans, because they've been domesticated by humans, they're not wild animals. They are what we call our pets, right? Yeah. So what is a pet? A pet is a creature (laughs) that we have decided is cute, and we want to take care of it, and we want to keep it. and so then when you bring in another one that you also find is cute and you want to take care of it and you want to keep it, what happens? What naturally arises even in a dog? They become jealous. You watch it happen with dogs. They, they want the attention when they see the one dog getting the attention They come over and they'll shove it out of the way because they learn that behavior from us. And the reason we don't see it in wild animals and we don't see it in the trees and the flowers is because they're not our pets, right? And I truly believe that, you know, we've talked about this before, that jealousy can be transmuted into something powerful. It can be transmuted into healing. It can be transmuted into collaboration and growth and when you shared with me how, you know, you want to hang out with Beyonce, right? It's like, you want to be around people you admire, but if you cannot admit it to yourself that you are feeling jealousy, you know, you you will then feel small and, be, and eventually, quite possibly, you will blame them. The very person that you admired that you looked up to can suddenly become the uh, oppressor to you because you already feel small Mm -hmm. and you aren't arriving into that space with that honesty with yourself. And so what I've noticed happens, and I've been on both sides when I'm speaking of this, I'm speaking from experience on both ends of the spectrum. It causes a complete dismantling of the relationship. When there is not an acknowledgement of I admire you, and in fact I admire you so much that I feel jealous. And sometimes that feels bad. Sometimes that feels sometimes I, I I feel anger or I feel frustration or I can't be around you because the reflection is too bright and it makes me feel less than it makes me feel less than you. It makes me feel like I'm not good enough. All of those things to arrive into a relationship with someone that you admire and to say that, Mm. I think is so humble and powerful. And if the person that then is being admired can receive that with love and say, thank you for sharing that with me. And I honor that and I am you and you're amazing too. And it can become this this beautiful healing of, of realizing that, you know, this admiration isn't, and this jealousy is not a negative thing. It's actually beautiful. It just is, again, the pursuit of more love. What does the dog want that's jealous of the other dog? They just want more love and attention. Mm -hmm. And it's okay that we want that from each other and that we want that from the world. (laughs) You said it perfectly. You said it perfectly. I think that's,
1: that's where the new earth is being birthed. When we start having conversations like this and And, you know, being gentle, being kind, you know, and again, I feel like these conversations can happen easily like this when you have set up a common container for awareness, Mm -hmm. right? Like, probably we're not going to go out and say that to someone that we perceive that it's not going to receive it because it could be like even worse. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like meet the person where they're at, Mm -hmm. but the true alchemy happens when we both have a container of awareness because that's where the jealousy gets like transformed into love and liberation you know but that is where we're heading and the the only way that we can do it is through the practice right Mm -hmm. so it's so beautiful and i thank you for bringing it up because it's just reminding me that this is the path and and this is the path for my daughter and Mm. for ourselves what we deserve is what we deserve and it's amazing
0: and we need to have these conversations with children with when they're very young because i think about relationships between sisters with between siblings i should say and how much jealousy there is because they want the attention of the parents and how this creates so much tension and so much toxic resentment and so I'm so happy to hear there's a cartoon for Gaia. I love that she's always sharing with me the wisdom from the children's shows, and it's amazing. Um, I'm so glad to hear that there. You know, you're obviously looking for that. You're obviously looking for content to share with your daughter that is going to be appropriate for her age and fun, but also teaching her these things that need to be taught to a one and a half year old. Like, yes, at one and a half, you're already witnessing the jealousy starting to come up over a toy. So, you know, speaking about it now and and educating and making it okay and giving space for it. Oh, God, mm. it's so important. So important. Because these patterns, like we say, they're karmic. So there's no getting rid of them. There's mm-hmm. no one born without it. There are people that I have met that they seem to have less of an issue around this. They have a more natural humility and comfort with themselves. And I admire them. I'm jealous of them. (laughs) I'm jealous of the people who aren't very jealous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm jealous of those those humble souls. You know, I'm sure you've met people like this many times as well, who are just, they just seem like they're pure love. And beautiful, like all of us have different lessons to learn in this life. And when you meet that person, it's not to say, I'm bad because I'm not like them. Actually, again, it's to say, I admire that quality. Maybe that's a quality I need to learn how to bring into my awareness. And how can I learn from them?
1: I feel like gratitude also is like the radical, like, alchemy like ingredient like whenever we feel something so deep and 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 sometimes like you know because you can describe it right like for some people it's difficult to say like they have jealousy for example but if you go into your body and Mm -hmm. you call that maybe like different names like it feels sharp it feels Mm -hmm. fiery it feels sad and maybe that's like a better way But then to bring gratitude after acknowledging, not before, bring gratitude, like, whoa, thank you, even for the person, like, thank you for bringing me this. And maybe you don't have to say these things like in person sometimes, you know, I feel like with you and me, we have had such a beautiful container for sharing a lot of things in person, but maybe with some other people, you can actually understand that this cannot happen in person yet, or maybe ever. And maybe you don't want to have it, like, honestly. And you can just send that telepathically to, like, I understand. You know, because you can ask always, like, what is it like to be you? What is it like mm. to be, like, you? And understand that this person also has fears. Mm. This person also wants to be loved and accept- accepted for who she is. Mm. So, you know, me and Neil, my husband, were, he's reading this book, the... Living with joy, it's called. And I read this book, I bought it like twice again. I have books like this that I'm like, I just give them away and I buy them again. And he reminded me of this part of the book that it says, You can only, so depending on how much you can receive the love of another person, is how much you can also like give. Mm or something like this, but you know what I mean? Like sometimes with people that we feel jealousy or, you know, like this power struggle, we don't open ourselves completely to receiving their love because we perceive that as a, like our ego perceives it as an attack. Like if I allow myself to receive 100% love of this person, like, like I'm gonna feel too much or, you know, that jealousy, like you feel, you're gonna feel like even more reminded of what you don't have, but in reality it's quite the opposite. Like if you open yourself to receiving completely what this person has to offer you, like you're going to be able to also reflect that same back, you know? Mm. So hence the practice of, of why the sacred pause as well, because I perceive myself sometimes looking at so many beautiful people doing amazing things online and offline too. And I felt like I wasn't receiving because I was only perceiving like the things that I still needed to do, you know, yeah. like I still, like imagine myself, obviously you're presenting me the idea of a podcast and I'm like whoa I love the idea of a podcast because I love talking I love the natural ways that we can share a conversation so this could totally be an opportunity for for admiration and be like whoa she's totally ahead of the game and but when admiration comes and I'm like whoa this is so beautiful and for me my radical action is like I'm going to receive this like I'm going to allow myself to come and receive what she's gifting me also because i'm in sacred pause so it's not like i'm gonna go back and start creating because honestly like my whole idea of like this is not my time to create this is my time to acknowledge where i'm at and everything that i've done my husband my daughter my house in bocas we're moving to maui and if i don't have a sacred pause i could easily just jump into what is next because i feel like i should be loading information and and giving this to the world, but I'm allowing myself to receive it. Mm-hmm. And the same from with this podcast, like I'm allowing myself completely to receive the gift of this conversation and not have it to be like towards any goal mm-hmm. oriented, you know? And I think it's totally related to, to the last course that I taught called the divine feminine, because it totally ended up with, it made us all see like the areas in in our lives that we could probably nurture more, you know? And I guess as I was leading it, I was also doing it myself and I perceived what is it that you do out of like complete randomness, not like goal oriented, not randomness. What do you do just for out of complete pleasure? Not, not, and I, you know, It comes from a beautiful place. It doesn't come from a bad place to share everything. But it can also, again, like the friend, codependency, she's like, knock, knock, you know, like, are you like striving for love? And I used to do this in my romantic relationships. I used to like, want to give so badly that I really saw myself like a little dog that was craving for love. And I was like, so desperate for it that I would attract the same desperation in the other polar opposite. I feel like the mother, our cosmic mother, really wants us to manifest from a whole place, Mm -hmm. you know? uh, And again, like the desperation is a beautiful gift because it's there to teach us what is its radical opposite, which is like I sit in my lotus flower with ease and I attract like a flower, the bee. Yeah, The flower is not out there, like, looking for things. It's just, like, perfume, which is my natural essence, and let things come to you. But I believe there are seasons, right, for everything. There are seasons for... And if we can all listen to that deeply, I feel like that's where we're heading. Like, so you can step into leadership with your own organism, with your own system. Mm -hmm. And all the false beliefs are are falling apart in the outside world, as in the government, as in the police department, as in the healthcare system, education system. This this is all happening inside because inside is a reflection of the outside. But we love to put our attention in the outside so we don't have to sit with the inside. But if we don't have the pause to look at what is really falling apart inside of ourselves, we just, I, I feel like personally, I was missing the point. I could spend hours with the conspiracy theories and and looking at what other people are posting wrong with the wrong hashtags and, and spend hours on that. But my calling was like, Catherine, like, what are the false belief systems that are falling apart inside of you? Really? Mm. And taking responsibility for that and actually re- revisiting the contracts. It's almost like you've been paying... For a high Wi-Fi that you're not even using, and finally you go to the to the internet company and you're like, whoa, I've been paying for this service that I've not been using. <laughs> so you have to like revisit all the contracts and be like, whoa, I don't actually need this. Or oh, this one I actually need more. And revisiting contracts is not my like point of joy, like My husband knows, like, he he deals with paperwork. I am more like, leave me the beautiful painting and food. Like, I love to nurture. But this is my point, like, you said, even about your podcast, how you're like taking something over, like, to nurture yourself, you know, like, to understand something from the beginning and, like, be with it like a baby, right? Like, I'm gonna birth you and nurture you. Even the places that feel uncomfortable, I'm going to have patience and kindness. And it's all mothering, you know, yes. uh, completely when you clean your house. And, you know, it's beautiful to have a cleaning lady. But when life gives you the opportunity of COVID, you're going to have to do it yourself.
0: Mm. And when I
1: clean my house, I imagine I like, cleaning my baby, you know, it's like I am giving you love. And that's what I'm going to get back from my house. You know, she's she's like, whoa, she cleaned me. Like she took her time to be, she took her presence to be. And that is so with everything. And that's the mother.
0: Something that I love that you just said was about the feminine being in receiving and how we must surrender so that we can receive. And that's part of what the sacred pause is for you is to open yourself to receive versus how much you're offering and you're giving. And the woman, the feminine, is both. She is the birth canal from which all creation is offered and shared with the world. And she also receives. She receives what she needs to nourish What she is creating, that can be then brought into existence. And so we have to find this balance of giving and receiving. And this very much plays into the mother wound of becoming resentful, because we are always giving and giving, and we may have noticed this with our own mothers, where she becomes tired and resentful, maybe snaps at you, and there boop, there goes another, another wound, another scar, is every time our mother is tired and she's been giving so much and she doesn't feel seen and she doesn't feel reciprocated, and all of that is a part of the mother wound that's so important and needs healing and addressing. And we, as women, must learn how to hold others and allow ourselves to be held. And this takes humility. This takes acknowledgement of jealousy. This takes acknowledgement of roles. When we meet another woman that is here to hold us, let her hold you. And then also hold her back and find out what she needs. Ask, inquire, get into this space of fluidity, which again is the feminine of, I am here to hold and to be held. I am here to give and receive, and I am not going to burn myself up by giving, 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 and not taking the pause to honor what I need and to not open and be humble enough to receive the gifts and medicine from other women and not just women, but what I want to move into now is how does the mother wound impact our relationships with the masculine? And I just want to say when I speak about these things, I am speaking about masculine identifying, feminine identifying we all have the masculine and the feminine and the mother and the father principle within us. So it's just however you identify, you can use this wisdom for that. So, Katharina, oh. please share with me your your medicine and your wisdom around the mother wound and men.
1: Mm, well, so many things you said that I feel like I need to call forward. And I love how you said um yeah, how this is ever present in in everything in, in nature. There's a feminine and there's a masculine ever present in plants and in the smallest of creatures. So again, it's not like one versus the other. It's about like the true balance because in a way, like the way that I feel that it happens, and again, it doesn't have to be your way, but I really feel like most of us have come to this life several times and probably i was a male many of them and what i'm trying to do is like to understand uh both of their existence in this world you know and and what they give in this collective dream that we're all in you know so a friend of mine told me once and i never forget she said catherine we can never give without feeling drained We can only receive so much that we become the fountain and then eventually we're just walking and naturally we're just like sharing, sharing out of like our Mm. abundance and people are just like drinking out from the fountain. And I feel like that it's totally related to, to the topic because the receiving part of like taking... Sacred pause is also like to to dive deeper into receiving it's just like the orgasm, right? Like there are women that I talk to, and unfortunately, they've never experienced an orgasm because they don't know what it is to completely let mm. go surrender mm. and trust that someone else can give you something. Mm. Wow. And I mean, we experience it, even though I have a beautiful, healthy sexual life with my husband I perceive myself when I'm like super in my mind and that's because I feel like I'm conscious that I'm like oh my god like I am struggling while we're having sex because I'm like I am so in my mind and there's ways that I can take myself while we are like foreplaying Mm -hmm. but when I'm in controlling mode nobody can give me anything like I'm upset because I feel drained it's very hard for me to even let go and have an orgasm. Like Mm -hmm. it takes, it takes longer. Mm -hmm. And now at this point in my life, like I try also the same way that I'm doing a sacred post to be more refined, which by the way, I'm 38. And again, I love saying that I'm 38, like quite opposite. I feel like I've told you so many times, like I'm 38 (laughs) because I feel like I'm embodying like this new era of my life so well. Like Mm -hmm. I feel more refined, Mm. you know, like, they do say, like, you age like the wine because we get more refined with what we say, with what we do. It's like, I don't want to just, like, eat whatever. Like, i rather not eat and i rather do my own food or, or just trust um, this refinement. And I feel that your question around, like, women and men, my personal experience is that Only when I was ready to relax in my feminine and trust that the things would come for me is that I found a man that was also ready to be in his masculinity. When I was on my masculine, which was like contracted and always striving for things, because like we all come from that society, and again, it's totally ingrained in us. Like, if you want something, go and get it, go and get it, right? Go and get it. you cannot take a sacred pause because you're lazy or you are like losing your time, you know? So this is totally going against the norm. So again, it's not going to feel comfortable in so many areas and you need to also pay attention to which extent, you know, like, am I doing this out of laziness or am I doing this out of like, because I'm, I'm I'm sitting on, uh, on divine feminine, like arena and I'm, Allowing myself to not act from fear, you know, because whenever we do anything, I believe like out of validation, we're acting out of fear, Yes, you know, and, and that is what we're attracting. And again, there's, it's not like to bring more punishment, but it's just to bring awareness and awareness. Again, I know that everybody speaks about awareness and it can seem still like a word that is like out there, but awareness is simply like to pay attention to pay attention, to pay attention to what is present in the moment, you know, like to listen to the little crickets and the guys talking in the background, you know, <laughs> while we're here. And but there's like a, so many things happening. So that quality, which again is so Against the norm of like staying put, like really observing, like really having gratitude instead of jumping to the next project. It's like, how can I magnify what I have and really kiss my floor, kiss my kitchen, give thanks to the land? We live in such a hurry world that we don't have time for that. So, we all, women, are living out of a masculine. Self, and then we complain that our men are not showing up. But that is that is what is happening. And, and I know that we went there because we had to with the women's rights and everything. But we kind of like counterplayed ourselves <laughs> by n- knowing mm-hmm. what it is like. Yes, I want to be taken care of. I want my man to pay for our house, for the bills. It doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean anything really, like there has to be no explanation, but this is how I like it. Maybe some other women are not gonna like like that and it's totally fine, but for me, I'm a Taurus moon and I like to be held in the nest. I like my man to show up and me to feel like I am taken care of. But for that to happen, I need to also like be in that ser- set of energy and attract the king. Mm. So I need to be a queen to attract the king, you know? And that, again, like you said beautifully, it doesn't have to be a man. It can be women to women, but attracting that pull and that order of like, you know, I, I am embodied in this. And there has to be a lot of Shakti. Like my husband knows that I love working and I love doing my projects. It has nothing to do about, about giving my power away. Right, You know, it's quite the opposite. If I, if I let myself it's be about It's about
0: receiving. Like it. And as a Scorpio, <laughs> I must speak to the sex. When you <laughs> were talking about those, those moments of observing all the little things, oh, how that plays into good sex. It's just receiving and noticing every little breath every little gaze, every little micro movement, every little sensation in the body, that is what is required to really receive. And when you go into that space of total surrender, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be sex, but let's just talk about sex because I'm a Scorpio and we love to talk about sex. But when you're in that total surrender, It's like the bliss and the ecstasy is almost overwhelming what's possible. It's infinite. It is when you go to that place where you allow yourself to really notice and experience every single sensation. It is beyond, as you say. Beyond. Beyond.
1: (laughs) And going back to the mother's (laughs) womb, because this is so related, Uh, like... A lot of people cannot experience that type of pleasure because they feel guilt around it. Mm. They feel guilt Mm. still around sex. And it's almost like my mother wouldn't want me to Mm. go all the way, Mm. you know, like my father wouldn't, Mm. like you perceive like, and that is also very linked to religion, religious paradigm, right? Of like, and I am very into Magdalene and actually like Jesus Christ and Mary these days. Since I had Gaia, I, I felt like they strongly came to me and I am totally like in communion with them every day in this different light because my perspective, I, like I had to like clear the false beliefs and then come back to them and how many times we have to do that in life with certain relationships, like I couldn't see them before and you used to you told me that about Panama. And I told you that when I was born in Panama, I was like, oh, why I was born here. Like I was totally in rejection of her medicine because I couldn't see it. Yeah. But some stuff take like, patience. Yeah. And now that I'm, I am where I am, I am like, whoa, I totally get it. Why I had to wait to actually get it. And I feel the same with Jesus and Mary and Mary Magdalene. And through the manuscript of Magdalene, this book I'm reading is totally kundalini oriented because they were the tribe of Isis in Egypt. And they were trained with this kundalini exercise, mother serpent. And she talked about all the practices that her and Jesus would have around magic sex and alchemy Mm -hmm. and how this releasing and how you can drive your force into your body to really go there and use this and how the Bible and the religion of Rome took out this very important book, which is the Magdalene Manuscript that should have been in the Bible, instructing us how to use sex secretly, Mm. you know? (sighs) So imagine that, like everything comes back to the source and clearing that shame and guilt comes from there. It's like the ultimate pleasure of creating life, which is like coming with the gift of like, pure consciousness because what happens during the orgasm is like we're totally releasing our Kundalini and we're secreting all of these juices that are incredible we're creating life and some people are creating life out of shame and guilt still Mm. you know like I'm having sex like they still do not believe that they actually deserve to feel that release you know that joy and the whole sacredness around like what men should do and women after sacred sex, like to rest, not to get up. And we can talk a lot about this because when I was pregnant, I went through all of these stories about like what Neil needed to do too. And the book says, which is totally opposite of the masculine. Like the masculine tends to be like, perfect. Let's go to the bathroom or let's jump into making something else. And it's, it's like, how can you just, train yourself to nourish because your kidneys for men, especially when, when they secrete the semen, which is the elixir of life, their whole body is like gets squeezed out of like life force. So to recoup that, they also need to use the feminine, which is rest, cover up. I mean, in Panama, probably you don't need to cover up because we're sweating here if you don't see it, but just rest and let your body again, regain the life force you know so it's the seasons are ever present in each one of us in the female and the masculine it's just that we like to be in a constant summer you know of Mm -hmm. like but there's these seasons for something right to like oh appreciate what has happened you know like retrieve and go inwards you know and they don't necessarily need to happen at the velocity or at the same stage as other sisters. So I feel like that itself to also to know yourself is like to know other people. Sí. If you recognize that you have these seasons, which is how I call them, like just like the moon, you know, like there are seasons for not doing anything, just receiving their seasons for then, okay, step into action. And how can we have this communion with ourselves and listening to our seasons and and, and sharing them? beautifully with the world is also respecting other people's seasons and being like perfect because I'm in action mode. It doesn't mean that you need to be in the same place and we can coexist and dance, you know, in the same ways. But I feel like intuition, it's something that hopefully like in whatever practice that we're engaging uh, is going to arrive and we're going to be able to ask ourselves, like, what is it do I need, you know? And the mother is the, the nourisher, like you said, you know, she's the giver also like the mother has the milk, you know, like she, she creates, you know, like fruits and, and and vegetables and animals growing her land to give ourselves, you know, like what we need. And we also sometimes relate to a lot of shame and guilt around receiving, you know, her fruits and, and, it's all perfect, but it's like her play. It's like the divine mother's play. It's all for her. It's all for her. Like everything we experience is all to her. And if we can feel anything that we're feeling and just offer it to her, I feel like that's the best way like to to enter into that world of, of healing the mother's wound. It's like, mm-hmm. how can I mother myself through all of this? Love and accept myself right now. Right now, right now. <laughs>
0: it has been such a nourishing conversation with you and we've covered so much and we could also go on and on and on and on forever i think and this is one of those types of topics i feel that needs to continue to be unraveled and unwrapped but we're going to close this conversation with just a few minutes of wisdom around how to continue the healing, and we've touched on it throughout the conversation. But I just want to ask you, Katharina, if there's anything that you want to say specifically um, around what to do to heal mother wounds, where to begin. Well,
1: thank you for this space. First, first of all, I really have so much to tell you around our relationship and how much I love you and how much it means to me. Yeah. The gifts of the mother because you are one of them. And I feel like tenderness and kindness and vulnerability are elements to be embraced in the feminine. I feel like the best way to to heal anything is just to be so sincere with yourself mm. like fall to your knees and this is such a moment where we all been on our knees on so many levels and sometimes because we keep resisting because we have shame around being on our knees we keep we keep avoiding the healing that is like at our doorstep like I'm here and we talked about this at the beginning of COVID because I think it's related. I told you like the roomy quote kept coming to me like stop living. like fear fear is the cheapest room in the house I would like to see you living in better conditions and I do perceive it like that is like when we avoid what is because it's out of fear of not being loved or because we are like gross, like you feel like this. When we avoid it, like we retrieve to that cheap room, thinking that, whoa, like I'm keeping myself alive. Like you're living out of survival and you're missing up the banquet that is like served at the main hall, you know? So I think, you know, the best way and this, I'm gonna finish up with this because again, I can go on forever. <laughs> But because you said it perfectly, we are part of a lineage and I do feel this um, and I'm very linked to the plans and shamanism and the wisdom of Jesus is totally engraved in this and Mary. But the mother told me this was like the biggest jewel and she asked me to share it. So I will share it for women. She said, your, your, your mission was never to be perfect. Your mission is to feel at all. <sighs> and transmute through that place of feeling it all. Like, you, we see nature, it's like, she embodies the hurricane, but then the sweet breeze. She embodies the tsunami, but the gentle waters that wash my baby. She embodies, you know, like, all of it. And and usually it's it's easier to be around nature and, and just accepting her, but this is the same as us. We are part of nature. We're not different than nature. So, if we can step into that courage of like feeling what is available to us in the moment, I feel like that is the best gateway or pathway to come into the mother healing and just hold ourselves in every occasion with kindness and curiosity and see how how through through that like there's rainbows and magic opening everywhere where we wouldn't see it so I guess the prayer is like not like life not change the circumstances but change me so I can see perfection in the circumstances